All right, guys. Well, hey, welcome to the first episode in 2019 of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron B. Lashley, and I have a guest today, Kim Stewart, who I'm so excited about. Kim, thank you for being on the show. How are you today? I am awesome. I'm here in Monroe, Louisiana. I had to, I drove down with my daughter to drive her to college. Now I'm going to fly back to Atlanta. Mom duty. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So you've had quite the trip then, huh? Yes, I did. Lots of logistics. That's great. Well, hey, for those who are watching and listening that may not know a little bit about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, I'm a TV host, um, entrepreneur, media maven, as some people would say. But, you know, I started my own media outlet because I had, I just saw a void in the industry of media, specifically faith, you know, specifically merging faith with mainstream. So um, I'm from Grambling, Louisiana, which is a small town in Louisiana. And so after I graduated from college, I moved to Atlanta to pursue my big dreams, right? Because <laughs> I thought everything was popping in Atlanta. And, you know, and it still is. It's a great place to start anything. And yeah. so um, I did that. And, you know, I worked a few regular jobs. But, you know, once I, I say rededicated my life to Christ, I'll put it that way. Yeah. That's when all my lights start coming on about what I really should be focused on, what I really mm-hmm. should be doing. But I always loved media, music, entertainment. I would always watch award shows. Me and my dad would, yeah. watch, would watch it all the time to see who won best whatever. You know, he would record yeah. them. He still records them. And, you wow. know, I just wanted to use media and entertainment as a way to influence the world to show them who Christ is. You know, just to give them another option of what's out there. So that's what I did. And um, I created my media outlet, started out as an online magazine, and now I've moved over to the television space. That's awesome. Okay. One thing I love about you, Kim, and I listened to your podcast on your website. Guys, if you're listening, go check it out after this. Um, but Kim, what's so amazing and encouraging to me about your story is that you didn't go to school for the things that you're doing, um, but yet you've encountered so many incredible opportunities. Like, how did you get from there to here? Like, what oh, happened? Girl. So my degree <laughs> is in psychology, right? And like I said, I worked so many, like, regular jobs. And even, even just how I ended up with a degree in psychology, I started out in nursing because my mom was like, you need to graduate with something where you have a good paying job when you graduate. Yeah. And so I did that for like to my junior year until it was time for me to start working in a hospital. And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't want to work in a hospital. It stinks. And no, you know, so I was passing the classes, but I'm like, this yeah. is not my life, you know? Yeah. So I just found the thing closest to nursing where I wouldn't lose a lot of credits that I can switch my major to graduate and just go you know which so happened to be psychology so I graduated and Mm -hmm. I said I'll figure it out later so I moved to Atlanta and so um probably I don't know how many years later maybe 10 7 years later something like that I forgot but I later (laughs) on when, when I did decide to do media I just googled you know now mind you this was before social media before WordPress, before anything that makes it easy for people to just pop up on the scene tomorrow with with these huge media outlets, which is great that those opportunities are there now, but when I started, it was not. If you Hmm. wanted a website, you had to pay a web designer thousands of dollars to design you a website. And at the time, you know, Kim didn't have thousands of dollars just to, to put on something that she's figuring out, right? So I just, you know, I just Googled um, at the time Yahoo. That's when Yahoo was popping. Yahoo had this (laughs) site builder template called Site Builder. Yahoo Uh Site Builder. So I was like, okay, maybe I can fidget with this. So I did for 
days and days and weeks and I finally got my site to where it looked like I was official right wow. <clears throat> and so um I wrote some content to put it up there um I knew some friends covered that was having events around the city to um for me to cover so I just did that I was just literally learning as I went and so the first major event that I requested press credentials to cover was the BET Hip Hop Awards in 07. Wow. I didn't think they were going to tell me, you know, because I'm like, I'm supposed to be there. Like, they could, yeah. and it was their first year that they were coming to Atlanta. So I'm like, perfect. I'm going to get in there. I don't know how, but I'm going to yeah. figure it out, right? Yeah. So I said, okay. And then I found out you have to fill out this form called press credentials. So I'm like, okay, let me find that form. Filled mm -hmm. it out. I was like, okay, bam, hit submit. And I was like, okay, wait, we're going to wait and see what they say. And praise <laughs> God, they said yes. So oh I'm like, gosh. oh my gosh. Then I was like, okay, mm -hmm. now what? So when I get there, the day of taping, I see like 106 in Park was taping. This is back when Roxy and Terrence J was still doing okay. 106 in Park. I see the okay. red carpet. Like this is my very first time seeing anything wow. that I've been dreamed and imagined about and seeing on television. So mind you, I'm a dancer, you know, a trained dancer. So back in college, my dance instructor oh, used cool. to always teach us, don't ask a million questions when you can pay attention and watch, right? Mm -hmm. So she had mm -hmm. this thing about look, see, and do, right? Look, see, yeah. and do. That was a great way that she taught us choreography. So that was embedded into me so much so that would automatically, when I went on that carpet, I already knew to look, see, and do. I wasn't going to ask mm -hmm. people a bunch of questions, a bunch of basic questions. That I can yeah. watch somebody that knows what they're doing and just watch, yeah. you know, pay attention. That's like right. a huge lesson. Just pay attention. That's step one. So that's what I did. Yeah. I just watched people, a lot of major outlets. Some people had small digital cameras at the time. This was before cameras was using on the phone and all of that. Yeah. That wouldn't hurt them. <laughs> people had their small point and shoot digital cameras and some people had big things, whatever worked for them. So I had mm. a small point and shoot. And so... I watched them do what they do, and I turned over and asked my questions like I knew what the heck I was doing. <laughs> I was talking about, like, I'm supposed to be here. Like, okay, yes, yeah, so my question is. <laughs> right, right. And so I did that. And so from event to event. Now, mind you, this was the BET Hip Hop Awards. And this girl, this Christian girl, got a faith-based uh, magazine. Mm -hmm. Girl, what you doing here, you know? <laughs> I am here to be the light. This is where I belong, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you know, um, Bernie's King was there. So that, those are the type of people mm -hmm. I interviewed. Um, Martin Luther King's daughter was there. So many in influential people were there. And even if I was interviewing somebody like a TI or somebody, I'm asking them something about faith. Yeah. So from event to event to event, basically, I just made relationships with publicists and artists. They knew I was professional. They knew I did good work. They know I did what I said I was going to do. I posted it. I sent them the link. And so they just kept invited yeah. me out you know and sometimes other um fellow media journalists would say hey this is going on you might want to send press credentials to come attend to this mm -hmm. so i was like bet i filled out that same form had that same company <laughs> <laughs> showed up looking like bam bam yep. bam you gotta look the part <laughs> now you can't go there looking like a homely little church girl that, yeah that, that ain't what this is right yeah it'll be yeah. you know a great having still having a great appearance not totally left but, yeah. you know, still looking the part like you belong and you came to do business and media. Right. So I just huh. did that. And after a while, I really learned and learned. And now I got it now. And so that's, that's pretty amazing. much how that happens. And I just, it's all that's about awesome. relationships. Yeah. So people, I know, like I have friends, I myself am doing something I've never done before. Um, I would imagine because you didn't get the schooling that at times, did you ever have self-doubt, you know? And, and when you felt that way, what did you do? How did you handle that? 
Absolutely. Um, I would always look and I would hear people's conversations about, you know, they went to school for media or mm-hmm. mass communications or some form of journalism. So yeah. at the time I had a full-time job at Georgia State University and I strategically took a job there because once again, I'm from a small college town and I knew if you worked on campus, you had access to courses and teachers and everything. So mm-hmm. I purposely took a job at a university because what? Kim didn't have thousands and thousands of dollars to spend on equipment for stuff she's trying to figure yeah. out. But I knew if I worked on campus, I would have access to labs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what I did. I took um, classes. I took just a few, uh-huh. not a lot. Yeah. I took like a yeah. writing class and classes, foundational classes that I thought would be, help me look like, not look like a total novice, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I took like maybe three classes or so just to kind of get a gist to make sure I was on track other than Mm -hmm. just kind of figuring out, right? So I took maybe a few classes, but even with that, self-doubt still came because things just wasn't moving as fast as I wanted it to. Like, this media game, it is so not for the microwave mindset at all. So I'm like, it's Mm. taking too long because I'm just figuring it out. Like, why is this taking so long? You know, but when I would have self-doubt, someone would always, you know, send me a message or tell me something, hey, I see what you're doing, it's very needed keep going you know or or even one of the the editors no the publisher of the source magazine told me Mm -hmm. he said i'm so glad somebody of faith is out here on this red carpet because nobody else is out here but you that that represents the faith community it was just me yeah and so that see instances like that was like god you know what i did hear you right the first time (laughs) you know (laughs) statements like that from a major Mm -hmm. mainstream hip-hop publication yeah. And he directly tells me, I am glad you were here because nobody else is here. It was like, okay, God, bet. I got it. I'm just going to keep going and figuring yeah. it out. And even at the same time, what helped me get over it was that media and technology kept changing the game. Kept yeah. changing. So now yeah. it's at the point to where I know more than what a student may know on college wow. campuses because they're going off of what the textbook says. But yeah. if, what, the way media is changing, it's changing in three months, we're going to have some new app or something that's going to, like, change right. our lives forever. So, right. yeah, th- right. those are the type of things that kind of help me get above that curve to remember why I'm here. Remember mm-hmm. all those instances where people said, you know, I needed that or I like the way you're doing it. Though, those are what kind of keeps me that's going. That's really One thing you said in your podcast um, that I found really encouraging and inspiring was that while you were releasing or starting to put out Jubilee Magazine, you're a mother of two children and you were mm-hmm. also going through a divorce at the same time while all of this life change was happening. And I myself have friends that were previously married, going through a divorce or are divorced now right. and are currently trying to find themselves in right. a way where, you know, maybe they identified their personal identity with who they were married to and what that life was like before. And now they don't have that. So right. what would you say to people like that? What's your encouragement? Yeah, so during the phase when I was figuring this media thing out, I was definitely Mm -hmm. going through a divorce. It was the worst time of my life, right? Mm -hmm. And it it wasn't the support system guy. If anything, he was telling me, nobody's going to listen to that. I mean, who cares about Mm -hmm. that? You know, really, you would think your your biggest cheerleader would be at home, but but that was not my case. So I had Mm -hmm. to know within myself, I was called to do this for the faith community, right? I had to know for myself that I was called to bridge the faith and the mainstream. And that is what kept me going when constantly every day I was told that I wasn't good enough from who was supposed to be my spouse. So it wasn't until I got out of that situation, moved out, 
to where I was able to start Jubilee Magazine because I couldn't do it at home with him yeah. because I would be dressed. He'd be like, well, why you got to wear it? Well, where are you going? Like when I tell you mm. salt in the game times 10, it was constantly something or picking wow. at what I didn't do right around the house. So I couldn't stay in that mindset. I knew I'm yeah. either going to stay here and lose my mind or I'm mm. going to get out of here and go do what God said. Right. Yeah. So I was yeah. at that point. I said, hey, me and my kids, we're going to move out it was June, um, girl, I forgot the year, I think it was 2015. No, it was 07. Wow. It was wow, June okay. 15th, 07. And I remember that because that was the day I had to move out. And that was the day I was able to really rest my mind on what God said, Jubilee. So mm-hmm. for the people that's going through a divorce, I want you to know that you are not your divorce, whatever the reason is. And another yeah. big thing, another fight that I had in my mind was, was what was church people going to say about me? going through a divorce you know because sometimes when you go through a divorce in the church you may as well hang it up because you are doomed to death forever right so i had to know for myself biblically Mm -hmm. i had a an an out a reason it is biblically i definitely had a reason to do it and at the same time i didn't want to lose you know i don't like losing so i'm like okay father you said in your word you know i did all of that but yeah. I left with a very clear conscience, knowing that I did everything in love that I was supposed to do. So once you are freed up from that, because I asked one of the ministers, I'm like, how many times am I going to have to go through this with this person? It hurts me every time he does this. From yeah. the words he says, from infidelity. I'm like, God, this, this can't be your will. You know what I'm saying? This can't be right, right. And I so-called did it the right way, right? I wasn't out there mm. just looking for a man and just grabbing and trying to it was none of that i'm like oh, i did this the right way i yeah. waited well this is the man i you know had you know my daughter with when i was in college but we were abstinent when we got back together we were abstinent yeah. for a yeah. while until we got married i'm like okay i did it right this time why yeah. is this happening wow. and i just couldn't make sense of it but for someone that's going through a divorce continue to lean on god for healing lean mm-hmm. on that word and focus on your purpose focus on mm-hmm. why you are here you're not mm-hmm. here just to be someone's wife. That wasn't yeah. the, the period that God put on his purpose for your life. That no. Yeah. Your purpose is to do what he calls you to do on earth. So mm-hmm. at the same time, we got to pick the right person that matches that gift and that purpose. Right. So I would say figure out what that purpose is. If you do know it, get busy on it. If you thought you yeah. had it, girl, figure it out. Or brother, figure it out. Because I don't want to make it gender specific. I'm just speaking from my perspective in my my in my experience so figure out what that person purpose is and get busy at the same time I was I served in my church I served served Mm -hmm. and so much so so much blessings and grace and favor comes on your life when you serve somebody right serve the right person I was serving you know under my pastor man of God on our mission we did like this 50 state crusade we went to 50 states you know, talking about Jesus, I mean, yeah. private, I mean, everything was amazing. And I served till I was tired. And, this, and if you can do that and you're not getting a dime for it, but it's all about the mission, then your heart is developing right. So all I was yeah. doing all of those things. So if you're going through, and I keep repeating myself, but if you're going through a divorce, those are some basic things you want to do to move on after that setback. Um, definitely get some counseling if you have children. Make them very aware of what's going on. At the time, my kids or you know, they're 10 years apart. My son, he really didn't know. He was like a baby. He was like maybe two. But my daughter okay. was like about 12. So she was very clear, like, uh, 
yeah. what, what are we doing and what's going on. Right. But she knew yeah. we fought so much. You know, even this weekend, she told me she's glad my brother wasn't raised in the house where me and my dad, me and her dad was together. Because all we did was fight. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was me fighting for me not to be disrespected. It was yeah. him fighting for him to have control. You know, it just wasn't a, a situation that God was, was being um, yeah. blessed in. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what kept me going is focusing on Jubilee, um, which was the name of my online magazine, and just building yeah, it. Just great thank you. Thank you. And yeah. Jubilee, and that name Jubilee means living the life you've always wanted. Like, mm. you know, in the Bible, we had to wait to the year of Jubilee just to get a healing. You know, but right. after Jesus, we ain't got to wait for that. We can go to the throne right now. Right. Let's go. So, yeah. Yep. Right. So Jubilee yep. is like, and so that's what I want my, wanted my magazine to represent. Living the life you always wanted. Making the money you that's always awesome. wanted. Living the dreams that God told you you would have that you always wanted. So that's what I always yep. represented in faith, music, and the films that I cover, and in the, in the artists that I chose to cover because I didn't chose all the artists just because you was Christian. You had to be popping. <laughs> right. Because I was not about to do that. No, ma'am. No, no, no. I'm here to be the new stereotype. Like, yeah, we're we yeah. going to break those stereotypes of all church yeah. girls or, you know, don't take care of themselves. They don't work out. No, I'm here to break all those stereotypes because that blocks so many people from receiving Jesus because they yeah. can't get past the yeah. physical. Right. right? <laughs> they can't get past that. that. That stuff ain't presented right. You know, right. mainstream side, people in shape, their bodies yeah. banging, the beats yeah. are banging, like, <laughs> you like, wow, what is that? You don't even know what the words are, but you're like, yes. Yeah. You know, right. so the gospel, y'all, we, we mm -hmm. got to come on with it now. We, we got to yeah. get that presentation on point. And that's, that's what good. I wanted my overall brand. And not just Jubilee. Jubilee was just one part of the brand that yeah. I wanted to. I just started with the magazine, but there's so many, many more things that I wanted to do. That's powerful, Kim. That's Thank you. Really yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. So this next question I ask selfishly because I interview so many people okay. on my podcast, and I see, I've seen on your YouTube channel that you do it so well. So I just want to ask you, as a professional, you know, what are some keys to having successful interviews, in your opinion? I would say genuinely enjoy the conversation. Like, I just have mm -hmm. conversations. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's bad to say this tonight, but I rarely – prepare prepare for an interview yeah. right okay yeah I used to I'm mean, gonna put it that way when I started I used to write down the questions and do all those type things and sometimes that is good when it's a you know depending on what type of interview it is to keep you on yeah on, on task but it used to throw me off because I would sound so rob robotic and rehearsed sure. and it just the feel was just gone it was just cold yeah and so okay. Like if somebody, well, I'm sitting in the airport right now. If somebody walked up to me, told me their name, where they're from, whatever, bam, let's go. I'm ready to interview. Yeah. I'm ready to have yeah. a conversation. We want to know, you know, who are you? What do you do? Why mm -hmm. are you doing it? Yeah. What makes that easy? What makes it difficult? What makes you different? You know, so really genuinely have an interest in who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why you got, that's why you can't just pop up and start a magazine or start pop up and want to be a host just because it's the cute popping thing to do because you want to be <laughs> on the scene. Right. Nah, no, <laughs> you really got to genuinely want mm -hmm. to have good conversations with people. You genuinely want to tell a really good story to where it might just might change somebody's life from what you're asking right. or choosing the right people that you know are powerful that can help be the catalyst to change somebody's life. So I would say the main thing is to generally have an interest in who you're talking to, yeah. what you're talking about, and have some personality. 
Don't go in mm-hmm. there, you know, dry. Don't go in there just happy, you know, happy go lucky. <laughs> be authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, being authentically you is so important. And every interviewer is different. Maybe sometimes some people's dryness is is their zhuzh or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Sure. But I, my main thing that w- what works for me is to genuinely have an interest in who you're interviewing. And usually most of the people that I'm interviewing they're either recording artists, actors, singers, directors, producers, yeah. people that's in the creative field. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of times people, and I chose that because I know media is powerful. Films are powerful. Mm-hmm. Movies are powerful. Music is powerful. Totally. It's a way yeah. into the heart, into the mind. And if mm-hmm. you, it's two choices. You can either tell that story to change somebody's life or it could be used to send somebody in the wrong direction. So I really yeah. want to be able to use that tool of media and the influence that we have for good. That's good. Yeah. So Kim, you know, I set up this Millennials in Ministry podcast because I was I was actually personally looking for a podcast that would encourage me as I'm trying to make an impact in the community. And so I felt like God was like, well, you can't find what you're looking for, so why don't you just start it? So I did this podcast, and now I've got one, you know, right. and so it's more millennials who want to make an impact in their communities. And so I want to ask you, you know, going into 2019, what advice would you give for millennials as we enter into this new year? Yeah. Wow. For 2019, I would one say, get with God to make sure you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Hmm. It's one thing to do something you think is cool, but it's even more impactful if you're doing what he said. Right. So once you know you're doing what he said, I would say, um, definitely use use social media it's a gift that has been given that can really be that that is really powerful you know superstars are made at at this point on on social media starting to be made on social media right yeah so uh, pick a platform whether it's instagram youtube facebook it it depends on your audience you know know who your audience is know where they are and go to them if your audience is a little older you need to be on facebook because you know mostly the older demographics are on more so on facebook than any other social media platform yeah if you write a like a lot or you have a lot of interesting things to say um via the written word twitter is great you know my jam i love instagram i love i'm visual right and of course there's youtube so figure out what your platform is and be a perfectionist at it like study who may be doing something similar and Mm -hmm. don't copycat them don't mimic them but take mm-hmm. bits and pieces from different people and make it your own and be consistent with it and grow your brand and monetize it. And, you know, just make sure it's an excellence. You know, yeah. and a lot of times excellence is doing the best you can with what you got. Right. Sure. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of free tools out there so that you can do that. So know what your purpose is. Do your homework. Yeah. Um, realize it's not going to be overnight. Because I've been doing this over a decade, and I'm just sure. now getting to where some really, 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 really major things are going to happen in 2019 for my career. That's awesome. But that happened, like, you know, granted, social media does make it a little bit faster, a little yeah. bit. But that doesn't take away the work ethic that it takes. Just imagine, what if you didn't have social media? What would, what would a person's work ethic look like? How would you find mm-hmm. information that you can't Google, right? So right. before Google right. was popping and all this social media, I had the work ethic to do my homework and figure it out, ask the questions until I was clear. Even mm-hmm. though for millennials, you have so many tools that make it easy for you, you still have to have that work ethic as if you don't have those tools. Because that's right. what's going to set you apart from others. That's good. That's really yeah. good. So I, I want to ask you too, you know, that was my next question was for you, what are some 
the exciting things coming up for you in 2019 that you're most excited about? Oh my God, I'm so excited. So many, <laughs> so many things. Girl, I finally got a manager now, thank God. I've been needing a wow. manager for so long. And that has really made my life a whole lot easier where we can just really brainstorm and just tag team. But yeah. um, I'm finally finishing my first book. Um, it's going to come out the first quarter of this year. So excited. Awesome. And it's basically yeah. talking about my story and what I shared at the beginning um, yeah. of, our, of this episode is about how I moved on past that um, setback of divorce, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's setback is different. It could be a death yeah. in the family. It could be a, a career that you thought was going to take off that didn't. Whatever your setback was, you can't let life just stop you there. You can't freeze in your sure. tracks and be like, oh, well, life is over. Forget it. I'm done. No, you ain't done. Right. I got so much for you. So I'll give the tools on how to get back in motion, how to get your mindset back to where you're on top and not thinking about yeah. what happened so much that it consumes you. You want to get to right. where, where you're on target and on purpose so much. You ain't even hardly thinking about that no more. At this point, I can right. laugh at that dude. But yeah. Now, you know, moving forward, that's what's going to help a person. So I'm working on that. Um, I have a television. I have three television shows now. Thank God. I'm so excited to be moving from the online platform to the television platform. And that's what I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to be in music and television and online. That's so cool. On radio. Everywhere corporate i always wanted to be like an executive or industry entertainment executive yeah. i didn't know how i was going to get there i didn't know uh-huh. but i just know <laughs> i needed to be in that space somewhere doing something yeah but yeah 2019 definitely a lot of television projects i have a television show now the third season we start taking that um so cool. soon very very soon the second season premieres tonight and um, I have a television show called The Hot Seat with um, uh-huh. Jermaine Dolly and Tim Bowman Jr. Wow. Which is really, really cool. I have so much fun. Those are my brothers in Christ, like for real. And where we get yeah. to have some conversations that really take us outside of the setting of the church to have some really deep conversations that most people just don't have about right. living a life for Christ, you know? Yeah. Kim, that's so awesome. I'm so proud of everything you're doing. Thank it's you. literally so inspirational. <laughs> like, truthfully, it really is. I'm so excited. Um, it, yeah, I'm excited for you. I know that this next year is going to be, like, banging for you. I'm excited Yay. to watch it, too. I'll be following along, following your stories and stuff. Awesome. Um, but if people want to stay in touch with you throughout this next year, what would you say is the best way for them to do that? Follow me on the gram, girl. Follow me on yeah. the gram. I okay. am Kim Ford. Um, that's where I post. I love IG stories, so I'm there. I'm on Facebook as well, too, um, every now and then. But I'm mostly on Instagram. That's where I love okay. to be. Um, that's where I post what's coming up, what show, when the shows are coming out, when my book is coming out. Oh, I would love for you guys to join my email list. Join my email okay. list. If you go to imkimford.com, you scroll down, you'll, be, you'll see the box that says, you know, join my email list because I'll be able to send out emails and everything about awesome. what's going on, when things are dropping, what's new, what's popping, and all of that. I'm getting, I'm, that's what one of my 2019 goals is to continue to grow that because I know email is definitely one of the number one ways to, to grow your brand. So I want to keep great. y'all in the loop. Yay. Yay. Well, count me in. I'm, a, I'm about to subscribe right after this. Yes, so I'm going to like, yeah. I am Kim Ford.com. And thank you so much for asking me to be on your podcast. I so appreciate oh my gosh, it. Thank so you for welcome. paying attention because so many times when you're doing something in the digital space, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to tell. Are you making an impact? Are people listening? Do people care? Are people, yeah. you know, sometimes people don't. 
I don't know. The support, you just, it's sometimes there, sometimes it's not. It's, yeah. It can be very great sometimes, but so thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate oh that. Oh my gosh. You're so welcome, Kim. We appreciate Yay. it. Love having you on the show. Yay. And we look forward to seeing more of you in 2019. Thank you so awesome. much for your time. Thank you. Bye, guys.